0: Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. No need for the calculator here, Poindexter. We're average Joes who are passionate fans. This is for Southern Miss fans, by Southern Miss fans. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles Podcast. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles Podcast. Um... We've got a lot to talk about tonight. We've got an awesome guest. But first, I want to bring in that lovable teddy bear of mine, uh, Lane Brady. What's up, man?
1: What's up, man? I don't know about a teddy bear, but how you doing tonight?
0: You're a teddy bear. You know it.
1: (laughs) How you doing tonight, man?
0: I'm doing well, man. Survived the 4th of July. Had a lot of food and a lot of fireworks with the family. So we're, we're, uh, we're doing well tonight.
1: We did something interesting this year. We had a neighborhood... Uh, get together like with our neighbors down our street and it was really fun man i I enjoyed it i saw
0: ml's pictures on facebook and i was a little jealous we didn't get invited but i guess it was a neighborhood thing so i get it
1: well all you gotta do is move over here
0: you're in there there you go i'll have to do that well we got a great i was
1: cooking burgers i was cooking burgers and it's probably the most nervous i've ever been cooking burgers for a bunch of neighbors that i don't really I didn't really know most of them that well, you know, and it was just, it was a lot of pressure there, Chuck.
0: It, it is, turned because if, fine, if you'd have made them all sick, they'd have been knocking on your door that night.
1: I know. I know. Right,
0: right. Right. Well, hey, man, we got a great guest tonight. Miss um, uh, Coach Wendy Ho. Welcome, Wendy.
2: Thank you so much for having me, fellas
1: coach ho it's an honor to have you on the show i'm excited for tonight i'm looking forward to
2: it as well
0: yes we cannot wait to hear some of the stories that you're going to share with us um you know we kind of asked some basic questions to all of our guests um so why did you choose to come work at southern myth
2: oh goodness oh why not choose southern myth right (laughs) that's a
0: good
2: point (laughs) yeah look um I don't know. You guys will get tired of hearing this tonight, but, um, you know, I, I I try to listen when, when God speaks. And there was a, a couple of different times throughout the year uh, that that Southern Miss reached out and, and called and uh, interviewed a couple of those times. But uh, it never never really felt right. And then uh, th- that last time I, I, I just I just knew I, I knew the time was coming uh bill mcgillis had some really good things to say and uh he um anyway i i, I knew it was time and i tell you what growing up um i, I grew up about 20 minutes from from the rock and from the peat and and from reed green and we uh, were always going to games over there and events and, and southern miss is just a great place to be and it was uh it was an easy choice to um i say it was easy i i can say that now it, it was kind of difficult at the time but um I chose Southern Miss because Southern Miss is a great place to be and uh, had the opportunity to do so.
0: Absolutely. And and I'm telling this story not to say that we have any pull whatsoever because we don't, but uh, Tim Shanks and I were at uh, one of the (laughs) football functions and Bill McGillis came up and was talking to us. And uh, he said, well, we're looking for a softball coach, you know, joking with us. And we're like, dream scenario, coach Hogue from William Carey, need to bring her over. He's like, not a bad idea. And I'm sure that he would already probably talked to you a hundred times before that. But uh, it was it was funny.
2: So it was you and Shanks this whole time. Me and Shanks. I, I I we, we got
0: you it. here. Yeah. Now we know the rest
2: of the story. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now you know the rest. Of, had nothing to do with your, your your record or anything like that. It was just. Nothing. Uh, yeah. Nothing. How about that?
2: No.
1: Chuck, I need <laughs> you to start plugging my name and everything you
2: <laughs> hear. That sounds
0: everything good. I hear. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll do that uh well coach hogue what was your favorite southern miss moment it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a coaching moment um it can be something you witnessed growing up since you grew up so close to southern miss but uh what was your favorite southern miss moment
2: oh gosh there 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 were so many i remember as a as A little girl being in, in Reed Green and, and shaking my keys, I you know, I didn't even have keys, but I, I, I took any. Um, I, I would find every old key I could to, to shake in in, um, in that Coliseum. But I tell you, um, it, maybe we can talk about some of the softball ones a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. But the uh Conference USA tournament, uh, the relay throw uh, against Rice when, when we got that out at the plate, that was um. That was a phenomenal atmosphere. That was probably my favorite during the time that I was there. Non softball mm-hmm. moment was uh, when we beat Rice uh, to win that conference tournament there.
0: Yeah, Chucky Robinson tagged him out at, yep. at home plate. Yeah,
2: that that that's it. That was that was good. My nephew Michael Gilbert
0: uh, that, yep. was on
2: that team, and that was his his comeback season uh, mm-hmm. after his injury and all. But yeah, Chucky, I wonder what he's doing now.
0: He's in. Uh, I want to say he's in Double A, isn't he?
1: Okay. Yeah, he's still playing. He's doing. Yeah. He, his stat line's actually pretty good too. He, good he's, stuff. Good for him. Great young man. Double A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm. I got a couple questions too. We ask everybody. We we always ask everybody what their major is. Uh, I want or what their major was. I want to unpack right quick. You played saw, or you went to William Carey, correct?
2: I did. Yeah. I spent my, my first two years at, at Jones and then, um, it's a crazy story. Actually, when graduated, uh, Jones was engaged to be married and, um, worked full time for, uh, the postal service. And then, um, in January, I got a call from a former, um, teammate of mine from Jones and she was at William Carey, I had an opportunity going to go into Carey from Jones. Uh, they were, um, they didn't really have a softball team at, at that time. But uh got a call, and she said, hey, Clark, you're not going to believe it. We're playing the game. It's fast-pitch softball, and you can steal. You've got, you've got to come see it. I could run a little <laughs> bit back in the day. And uh, so I remember leaving the post office uh, that afternoon, drove over to Timberton Softball Complex. And that's where uh, and, and a young man, um, tall, good-looking fellow 6'4", 240, Glenn Moore, had come to town, and he was going to start fast-pitch softball at William Carey. And that was the that was the first time I had had even seen fast pitch softball and fell in love with it that day, turned in my resignation to the postal service the next day, um, ended um an engagement and then I guess you can say the rest of my life began. But that's that's why <laughs> that's why I was at William Carey, uh fast pitch wow. softball.
1: Very cool. It must have been really cool to go back and coach there, too, huh?
2: Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, it, it really was. Um, you know, it's a special place. Um, it, it, it's crazy how we here in this area, we've got two great universities, you know, within five miles mm-hmm. of each other. But uh, but William Carey being able to play there on that first team. and I, And I think Lane being a part of a program from the ground up. It it has certainly helped shape me into the coach that that I am today. So being a part of that one and then being able to start a program from the ground up, it was uh, just uh, it, it never ceases to amaze me how how God uh, directs our steps. We don't always know why He's doing what He's doing, but man, to look back and and, and see His His providence, it's it, it it's pretty cool.
1: Amen. Absolutely. So what what was your major when you were there?
2: I was an education major.
1: I, um, oh, you, you stayed true to that course huh how about that
2: education <laughs> I, I double majored in elementary and physical education
1: so cool i majored in physical education too so <laughs> very cool i had a good time with it too it was fun uh now i guess the, ne- the next question we always ask our guest is what are you doing now and is there anything our listeners can do to support you and what you're doing
2: Uh, Well, now I am, as of uh, July 1st, I'm the activities director at Pedal High School. That's, uh, so all athletics as well as the arts, uh, show choir, band, speech and debate, uh, all the activities at Pedal High School will be under my umbrella. So that's what I'm doing now. And what can you do to help? Man, be a Pedal Panther fan, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, follow us on social media, come out and support us when you can and um, just get on board. A lot of good things happening in in Pedal.
0: Can an Oak Grove kid cool. do that, Lane?
2: Oh, hey, I'm a West Jones kid. Oh, West Jones, that's
0: right. You live I coached an O'Gro an O'Gro now, at Oak Grove at one yeah.
1: I'm married to an, <laughs> an Oak Grove kid.
0: That's right. Yeah. T- tell them uh, y'all take everybody. Coach that's,
2: right. That's, right. that's right. That's right. We can, we can make have you, have you better, a Lane. Full okay.
1: plate. You have a full plate, huh? Yeah, you know, okay, hey, you sounds... got to eat, right? You got to eat as well.
2: Have a full plate.
1: That's a, that's a lot of hats you're wearing. So, uh, Mm -hmm. awesome. Congratulations on that. That's really cool.
2: Thank you you very much. Well,
0: uh, so we, we got some listener questions that some people kind of sent in and I got to be honest. I'm very, very excited about this first one. Uh, Um, it's from one of your former players, Samantha Pat.
2: I'm nervous already.
0: She said to ask you about ice ice baby. (laughs)
2: i bet she did i bet she did that was very nice i didn't ask her any any crazy questions when she was on so of course she's gonna bring up ice ice baby um
0: do do you you rap ice ice baby or
2: is it okay to plead the fifth on a podcast (laughs) (laughs) look i tell you what you get delirious on those long bus trips and you Uh um you know, you let your guard down and, and all of a sudden the professionalism is just out the window and you, you may have a <laughs> mic, you may be rapping. And then in these days, it's probably going to be caught on video at some point. So it's, i will um, have to see
0: if we can find that video then.
2: Oh, my goodness. We found well, some
0: post games with Pap and uh, we, we threatened to post those, but she wouldn't let us. She
2: wouldn't let you do it. Mm. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll be uh, unable to find that video.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, we won't make you rap if you don't want to.
2: Okay, that sounds like a plan.
0: A plan. All right, well, you are probably, you know, I've been to several softball games at at Cary and at Southern, and you're probably one of the most respectful coaches I've seen in the game. Like, I've even heard you, like, refer to the umpires. I hate Mr. Umpire. But what is the maddest you've gotten at an umpire, and did you happen to uh, wish he caught the flu?
2: Trump, what are you doing? Oh, my goodness. wow oh this might be my favorite
1: beginning. story on the entire <laughs> night
2: oh man 13 for 30 is what i call this story and i okay. my heart rate just increased by about 50 <laughs> beats per minute when when you said the flu What's oh that? man we were playing jacksonville state and i will uh-huh. never ever forget it as long as i live we, um, Ariel Pollock, uh, I don't know if y'all remember AP. AP she, was, yeah. she, she was fast as lightning. Uh, we had another kid, Tori Dew, who could swing it really well. Mm-hmm. wasn't the most fleet of foot kid, but man, she, she was going, going to get on and we were playing Jacksonville state. They had been to a regional the year before. So it was a series. We always wanted to win versus Jacksonville state. They always won the OVC. And, um, so, uh, the, so, and then Samantha Papp comes into play in this story as well. She was number 30. You got to keep in mind. Right. So, Samantha yeah. Papp is a catcher. She's 3 0. Ariel Pollock was number 13, 13. 1 3. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I called timeout. Tori dude gets a hit. Uh, I called timeout. We're going to put AP into run like we do every single game uh, that, <laughs> that we play. 13 for 20. And uh, so he wrote it to, hey, 13 for 20. She goes in. She's at first base. Uh, very next pitch, um, Coach McGinnis at Jacksonville State calls timeout, goes to the umpire. They talk a little bit, had no idea what they were talking about, and all of a sudden he points to the runner. Uh, he calls uh AP out, and um, so long story short, because I, I, I would like to keep my sanity now, I've, I've <laughs> tried to move on from this, but he insisted that I said number 30 uh for 20 instead of 13, and I and I just said, Mr. Umpire, I tried to. She tried to be nice. I said, Mr. Umpire, do you not think you could have just misunderstood me? 13 and 30 sound a lot alike. And he said, Coach, there's no way you said 30. You said thirty. Well, number thirty was Pap. So then right. here's my catcher now, um, who has to, to go in and run. Well, she she can't go in there because she's already in the lineup, right? Uh so she ends up so she's out of the game as well because I put in an illegal so AP's out and Pap's out. The other catcher that year with Bailey Stokes, phenomenal player, phenomenal right. catcher. But Bailey happened to to be coming back from the flu and uh wasn't wasn't released to play. She was traveling with us. She 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 was dressed out, but um so I guess really she was released, but we were we were trying yeah. to give her one more day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she had to go behind the plate. So I I may or may not have have <laughs> informed him that I may be happy if he ended up with the flu, but it was, that was a man. That that was crazy. So we lost two great players that uh, Tori do ended up having to go back in and run for herself. Uh So we didn't yeah. have our, 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 our pinch runner. And then we didn't have our catcher that game. So, and he, wow. he's still to this day. I see him all the time. And uh he's uh I don't know that he's calling division one softball anymore, but uh he is on that high school circuit now. <laughs> And I run into him and every time I do, he, he, he kind of gives me that snicker and, uh, it's still a very uneasy feeling. Uh, I've tried right. to pray for forgiveness, but, um, 13 <laughs> for 30, that, that, that'll 13 always for be, 30. yeah. Wishing the flu. Mm.
1: How do you even come uh-uh. back from somebody wishing the flu on you as
2: an umpire? Uh, you know, my mom <laughs> was amazing. at game too. And I, uh, you know, <laughs> you always want to make your mom proud, but I will never forget that she, um, I, I, I called her that night, apologized, and she said, uh, she said, it's okay, baby. I hope he gets the flu, too. <laughs> and uh, I thought, you know what? I, I, hey, we're okay. If My mom hopes he that's gets right. the flu. That's right. Mama then. says it's okay. <laughs> and that's right. So uh, That's probably so that's not perfect. the maddest I've been at an umpire, though. But the maddest I've been was probably at Southern Miss uh, when I was coaching at Cary. We always played Southern Miss in the fall. And it's when Howard mm-hmm. Dobson was there. And the Hill sisters, Courtney and Megan Hill, they could swing it a right. little bit, right? Oh, a so, little uh, bit. A little bit. Yeah, well, you know, we we were decent at William Carey as well. And we we actually mm-hmm. had the lead uh going going into the bottom of the seventh there. It was in the fall. We always played them in the fall. Had the lead and um just free substitution in the fall, but you, you have to stick with your lineup. Howard would would swear to this day that that he did, but he didn't. Um, Megan Hill led off with a double the inning. And then, um, she, she ended up scoring. Uh, so they were within one run. A couple batters later, he, he puts, uh, Courtney Hill in. She gets a hit. So she's on. Well, then he brings Megan back up to the plate. And, uh, so I was a little upset because I thought they were batting out of order. Hey, it's free substitution, but she probably hit six or eight foul balls off of the zone. You guys remember that the building out there in, in left field. But right. she hit foul ball, foul ball, foul ball. And after about the eighth foul ball off of that building, the umpire behind the plate, Craig Ands, called the ball fair. and uh, that that was the walk off. and uh, they oh, ended up wow. beating this by one run, and uh, I th- that was that was probably the most angry that I've ever been um, coaching softball because you fight so hard against a team that's you know they're 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 supposed to be better than you are and then just for a blatant foul ball. So that's another official that I've I've worked really hard to grant forgiveness over the years. But uh, mm, the game can fire you up, and the memories of the game can fire you up, too. It so absolutely next can fire is, you we, up. We probably should move on from, <laughs> from umpires.
1: All right, Coach Hogue, I got several uh, listener questions here. The first one, well, it was from John Cockrell, and he had a little. He had a little something he wanted me to tell you first, and then ask the questions. He said, "Thank you, Coach Ho, first and foremost, for the strong example of Christ-like witness you set to all the players and their families wherever the Lord placed you, and for doing all the extra stuff like coming to Kelly's birthday crawfish bowl." Oh
2: my goodness, <laughs> Kelly Cockrell. She was, Kelly was our trainer at, uh, yeah. at William Carey. Great, great uh, girl. And we were very fortunate to have her a part of our program. Phenomenal family. Yes. And, um, you know, and I appreciate his kind words. Uh, so, as much as I love softball, um, I, I don't know that it's my passion. Um, I, I do know that it's my platform that, that God gave me. And so that's, um, I, I appreciate his kind words for sure.
0: That sounds like Amazing. a book, Coach Hogue. Oh yeah.
2: Uh
1: And he had a, he had a few questions for you in there too. He said, uh, the first one was, was there a big difference in coaching at William Carey USM and pedal? Uh,
2: Yes, (laughs) I I will absolutely say yes. And the difference is it, it, it's probably not what you think. Softball is softball. And, uh, I, I love to compete. I love, uh, firing the girls up to compete and, uh, really no matter what level, um, you know, at the highest level in high school, you're going to play against the highest level of softball in high school. Same thing in division one, same thing in AI. The difference was, um, was the relationships and the opportunity to build those relationships. I do feel like at, of course at pedal, um, you know, in in the beginning, I I was a teacher. I I was there. I I was with the girls all day, every day. I gave kids, you know, rides home. We'd go to Waffle House after practice. we uh, it, it was just different uh, back then. It's different being a high school coach. Uh, you know, the parents want you to, to to be as involved as you can. And then you go to to, to the college level to William Carey. That's all on you. William Carey is such a um, phenomenal place to be. We were able to be involved in. You know, I made sure that the kids had had. You know, where they needed to be uh, in study hall. I, I ran the study hall at William Carey. You can make sure financial aid was um, taken care of. If they had questions and and they came to me, I was able to make some calls. At Southern Miss, it's a little different. NCAA has uh, their manuals about three inches thick. The NAIA is about a a third of an inch thick. Hmm. So uh, a lot more violations, a lot more protocol with the NCAA. And um, you you just aren't... um, or maybe I just didn't figure out how, but it was a little more difficult to, uh, to build relationships at that level because you only have so many hours a day that you can be with the kids. You can't, um, you know, it's a violation. If you take a kid, I'll never forget this. And, and and I was telling somebody about this the other day, my first year at Southern Miss, it snowed. And uh, we had a couple kids from, from Arizona. Uh, the previous coaching staff was from Arizona and they didn't allow freshmen to to bring their vehicles. So it was, it was a day it had snowed. It was freezing cold. The kids were, they were leaving practice. And I remember picking two of the the kids up, Arizona kids, as I was leaving the complex. I said, hey, you guys want to ride? And they, they were excited. They jumped in. I took them to their dorm over to Century Park, dropped them off. As I was leaving, I saw one of the compliance workers. Uh, and it wasn't long. I had a call and he said, hey, Coach Hogue, I, um, I know you're just trying to, to do the right thing and be nice. He said, but that's I need to let you know that's a violation. And I said, what? <laughs> a violation? So I had to self-report because I I gave those kids a ride. And, uh, you know, so it's little things like that. So it took a while to figure out what was uh, black, white and what gray area I could kind of maneuver in. You couldn't, um, you know, when a kid was struggling with grades, uh, you, you couldn't you couldn't talk to the professor and find out. Of course, it was their responsibility to do so. And we had academic advisors. So. That was the biggest difference for me from, from coming from the NAI at William Carey to NCAA at Southern Miss. The game is the game. I love it. Now, recruiting was a little different. Um, obviously, coaching and, and, and your coaching staffs, so all of that was different. But um, the biggest thing for me was uh, sometimes I felt a little handcuffed when it came to uh, to build those relationships. Mm-hmm. But you just have to figure out how to how, how to work around that and and operate within the guidelines. And so we finally figured that out after a couple of years, but that was, that was certainly the most difficult thing for me.
1: Right. And uh, John also asked, when did you know when it was time to move on? I know you've had to make that decision a few times in your career. When did you know it was time to move on from one place to another?
2: Oh, uh, you know, when you're listening, you can hear, I'll, I'll just say that at, at pedal, it was, um, there were some, there's, there's always opportunities to to go somewhere else, and I feel like that's how God's kind of spoken to me. He knows that sometimes I have to think about things. So at Pedal, I remember there there were three different opportunities for me to uh, to to go to carry, um, and and it just didn't work out. Uh, one time I, I didn't feel like I was uh, ready for it. The next time it was an assistant position, and and uh, we couldn't make it work financially. The third time I was pregnant with with, with Kindling Grace, and just wanting a good time, and I remember. Uh, telling my husband that next year, I said, Hey, next year, I feel like it's, it's time. I I think I'll go to Carrie." And he said, well, you don't just decide when you get to go, you know, you've told him no three times, three strikes and you're out. You're probably not going to happen. If you know my husband, he's wonderful, but he's not the most positive guy on the planet <laughs> so uh, he does keep it real though yeah. but you know i just felt it i i, I just felt in, in my gut that it was going to happen and and it did and i actually had to get shelly flood who's now the head coach at, mm. at, at pedal was a senior for me at, at pedal that year and and we were shelly was going for a workout uh with, with the coach at william carey and i got a call <laughs> that said um you know, they asked me, could I could have come interview for the position? They were going to go in a different direction. About 30 minutes later, got a call from the coach and he said, hey, I'm going to have to cancel that workout. Um, I'll get I'll get back in touch. And I wanted to say, oh, yeah, I heard about that about an hour ago. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I can't explain. I, I just knew it was time to go. I, I knew there wow. was going to be a call. I knew it was time to go um, at William Carey. Uh, same thing. After a, a couple of conversations, uh, I felt like um, I withdrew my name from consideration. I don't even remember what year it was, maybe 20, 2012, uh, 2011, 20, whenever Dobson left. And uh, and I remember clearly hearing God speak. And he said, OK, he said, you I, I, I'm going to let you stay now. But you're you're going to go. That This mm-hmm. is the next place I have for you. So we had some great years at, at William Carey uh, after that, but I knew it was hard. Uh, I'm not going to lie, William Carey was my comfort zone. Uh, we were doing well. We were uh, one hit away from winning the national championship and uh, had had a phenomenal pitcher coming in. And ended up being a four-year All-American and uh, just some really good things. And uh, But it was time to go, and I knew it was time to go. And even though it wasn't easy, um, it was um, – I, I, I knew that my work at Cary was done and, and it was time to go to Southern Miss. And man, what so we had a great five years at Southern Miss at, at Southern when I knew it was time to go. Uh, my goal is to always leave it better than you found it. And uh, it was certainly in a much better place, but uh, mm-hmm. two things. Um, Kinley and Keaton Hogue, uh, I was sitting in an airport in El Paso, Texas and, and got a call from a coaching friend in the Birmingham area. And he was asking me about, he said, Hey, I want to ask you about a, a recruit in your area. Um, he said, she's middle infielder, uh, Hoag kid. Um, and I said, what? I said, shut up. And he said, wait a minute. Hoag is, is that your, is your daughter? So I had a buddy calling and asking me, so here's my kid. I'm all over the country recruiting other kids. And then the, it hit me. I, I'd never seen my kid play an entire game. I didn't know what she looked oh, wow. like warming up. Yeah. I didn't, you know, and, and so that hit me. I thought, Ooh, but that was the first time that I, that I realized it may be time for me to do something different because my family's always been so supportive and then also that the end of that year that school year um, Keaton was in kindergarten and I remember going through his backpack and uh, his, his math workbook and it said I love mom I miss my mom I love mom. Cool. Keaton loves mom. I'm, yeah. And that, so those two things, I still, there was a year left on my contract, but I knew that that's when I knew that, that my time was, was done. And uh, so I wanted to do everything I could to, to make that last year, the best year. I, I don't know if you remember, we had, we had a pretty phenomenal year um, and my contract was up and uh, it was, it, it, it was time for me to go. I hated to go. I love Jeremy McLean. Uh, when he came uh-huh. back, that made it a little tough to to follow through but um, I didn't know where I was going, but I knew it was time for me to be more present with, with Kenley and Keaton. So that's how I knew it was time to go. That's
1: okay. Awesome. And then uh, John also asked, what
2: do you see yourself
1: doing in five to 10
2: years from now? Oh, gosh. Uh, 10 years. Uh, I'm going to be pretty old, fellas. So at, in 10 years, I, I probably will be retired for real uh, in 10 years. In five years, um, you know, I, I'm i am excited to see where these administration waters or are, are, are going to lead me, you know, uh, just testing those right now, enjoying it so far. And um, we'll, we'll just see wh- where that goes. I, I do, uh, you know, have a passion for serving and helping and encouraging and, and, and growing people. And I think administration is a way to do that. So I, I feel like that's where I'll be. Uh, there's been some opportunities to get back in the game, but um, I, I just really feel like administration is, is the route for me at this time
1: okay and then we had another listener with some questions tyler jackson asked you oh, he, has, he <laughs> has two questions his first one was as the mother of a softball and a baseball player which one is more prone to be superstitious
2: oh gosh keaton my baseball player no doubt no doubt does
0: he chew cotton candy bubble gum
2: it look, it's not gotten hit. He chews a <laughs> mouthful of bubblegum. It stuffs it in a, If If both pockets aren't full... Then we're not going to win a ball game. If he doesn't have it. six, eight pieces in his mouth, we're we're, we're probably not going to win. If he if they lose, it's he's got. You know, he he knew he tied the wrong shoe first. You know, and <laughs> Mama told you that. I mean, it is he is superstitious to the max, and I'm not not sure where he got that from. But um, Kinley's always been pretty level-headed and pretty confident. So Keaton is definitely the the most
1: superstitious <laughs> one. And then Tyler asked, uh, "How does it feel to have a player you developed take over the program that you also developed?"
2: Oh wow! Look, let me tell you, Shelly Flood and I—we we developed each other. <laughs> she was uh, <laughs> she was on that first team at Pedal. We spent uh, my first nine years of, the, of of fast pitch softball was was her first nine years as well, and so it was. Um, man, it it feels great. You, you can look the world over. You're not going to find anyone better than, than a Shelly flood. And, um, I was honored to coach her. I was honored to coach alongside her. And I'm certainly honored to, um, to, to see what she does with, with the pedal program. She's going to do a great job already is doing a great job.
1: Absolutely. And then you got another shout out from, uh, from someone who used to work for you, uh, Jacob Massey. Massey. He, uh, He wrote on mine, I can't wait to hear this interview. I have worked for Wendy Hogue and worked with Lane Brady. So Massey came into Long Beach while I was on my way out, and we worked together for about six months. So he said, I've worked for Wendy Hogue and worked with Lane Brady, and they're two phenomenal people. Looking forward to hearing this podcast. And I think I speak for Jacob, too, when I say, you know, As coaches, we respect the heck out of what you've done with your programs, and you're going to see when I get to my questions later, it's going to kind of feel like you're at a coaching clinic
2: doing the Q&As. I just
1: want to learn from you. I'm
2: excited for it. Well, look, we all learn from each other. Uh, Jacob Massey, that's exciting to hear his name. He's a class act. was only uh, fortunate enough to work with with him for a year, but he and Cortland and and Sweet Baby Gray, um, they did a good job at Pedal. And we were excited to for him to have the opportunity to lead that program at Long Beach. Hated he, to lose him, but excited to see what he'll do.
1: He's doing it the right way too. I was over there at the start of it, and it's he's got something good happening over there. So I don't know how long it takes for the for it to turn around down there, but it's it's trending the right way. Good. And so then we had a question from a former player of yours. I think you might remember uh, this player, Kenley Hoag what (laughs) (laughs) tell the story about the ride back from northwest rankin and she put a smiling face on that so i'm kind of fired up about where this heads so go ahead tell us the
2: story about your ride back from northwest rankin Did, did she mention anything about the bus driver
1: no,
0: she did not.
2: <laughs> oh wow! Look, let me tell you this: this year, this was just a—it it was magical. It was—it was the most fun. I've, I coached for 25 years. Uh, I, I'm old. I'm 48 years old, guys, and it was the most fun. And I've said that a lot of times. Man, this year was so fun. This is the most fun I've had. I said, just everywhere I go. But this year, by far, was the most fun that I've ever had. And it was every time that group of silly girls were together. <laughs> And uh, so on the ride home from Northwest Rankin, we, um, you know, I'm old school. I I, I don't I I think you have to work for it. I I don't think you should just be given things. So we had um, we had some folks that mentioned maybe we should take a charter bus. And I said, you you know, we don't we don't do that. I'll tell you back back in um, 2000, that was my last year at. at pedal, we took a charter bus to Pascagoula. And I remember all the way down there, the girls were saying, We're going to the ship. We're going to the ship. Yeah, we got our tails handed (laughs) to us. And I vowed that we would we would never unless we were driving up the state championship, we would not be on a charter bus because that would be the if we were one of the last two teams on the very last day of the season, then then we'd be okay to take a charter. And uh, so I, I just said, no, we're, we're not going to. Thanks. You know, but but no thanks. Well, this, um, uh, you know, this th- these people were pretty persi- persistent and they said, hey, you know what? We're going to we're we're going to donate this money anyway. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not going to take it. Not not going to take it. Well, anyway, a couple of days later, um, superintendent said, hey, you know what? I, I don't think that would be a bad idea. Well, you know, why don't you go ahead and do it? Treat the girls and. Uh, so we did, you know, so uh, against my better judgment, we, we took it. And, and let me tell you, on the way up there, it was just as fun as, as on the way back. They were singing, they were dancing, but we had a bus driver that was a little different. He he was uh he thought he was a DJ and he was a master karaoke singer. And so, and you know how teenage girls are, they can, they can mess with you without you really knowing that they're messing with you. And that's exactly what happened with that bus driver on the way home. They had him singing songs and we may have had an assistant coach that, that that we were messing with on the way home. And we would have him plug in words to the song as as if he was singing to her and he didn't realize what he was doing. And we just got the, the girls just just thought it was the funniest thing. They, um, they, they made gifts. They, um, I mean, we had pictures, they were cutting and pasting. There were a lot of memories made on on that trip home. Some that I can't share with you fellas, but it was, it's things like that. When I talk about relationships that night was a night those girls will never forget. We, we won one to nothing that game. And that's what propelled us to the, to the South state championship game. But it was, that was not um, the most important thing that night. The memories made, you know, there was a, there's a quote, and I can't remember it exactly, but it talks about pirates. They spend their entire life searching for treasure. And uh, and, and then you find out it, it's not the actual treasure. It's the memories that you make while, you, while you're searching is, is is the actual treasure. And that night, there were a lot of treasures on that bus. I'll never forget it, and I hope they don't either. That's I don't awesome. think
0: they will.
1: Well, I think Chuck has a couple more <laughs> listener questions for you, Coach, yeah, this, and then he's a got his more. own
0: personal questions for All you. All right.
1: Come on, Chuck.
0: All right. We got, uh, and if I'm pronouncing this name wrong, I apologize, but uh, as another one of your former players, Gracie Drinkwine?
2: Oh, Gracie Drink G wine.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she asked, what was your favorite memory of this past season? Oh. That's like the bus ride.
2: I look... I, I, There are so many, I'm telling you, there's, there's not just one. You could name a game and I could tell you a favorite memory from it. Uh, You know, probably the the most recent, the the state championship game that day, uh, you know, it was raining that day. It was, uh, we had some pretty rough weather. Um, But our, our verse that we kind of clung to the entire year was Matthew 7, 25. And it was, uh, you know, the rains came, the streams rose, uh, the winds blew and beat against that house yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock and it just seemed like every game throughout the playoffs, we, we'd we get some rain. But our, our marker, my prayer marker my entire life has been, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed how the sun shines through the clouds after rain or when it's, um, you know, it's just cloudy and the sun just just demands uh, that you're going to pay attention to it. And you can see those beams coming through. That's been my prayer marker my entire life. And, and our team just kind of clung to that this year. And that was um you know i i can go into our motto i can go into a lot of things but that day state championship day when we saw that that sun uh those beams shining through those clouds uh you know our team was the one we jumped off the bus we we, we got the tarp on the field we were able to get the tarp mm-hmm. off the field and just that was just that entire day w- was magical I, I woke up that day and 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 i don't mean this cocky or or uh, arrogant or anything but i I knew without a shadow of a doubt we were going to win a state championship that day. Never in 25 years have I been that confident in uh-huh. in a group of girls and in a situation, and has God allowed me to go into it knowing the result before the first pitch was even thrown? And it was uh, so that that day was, was was definitely my most memorable day, not just that's this awesome. season, but of, of 25 years oh, of coaching.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> uh brianna bird another BB. player I know yeah. <laughs> she's she's got a couple of questions for you i bet she does uh, <laughs> I bet she does. so uh they're all kind of related so i'm go- do you want me to read one at a time or do you want the, uh, all of them
2: yeah, bring them all because I'll, okay and that way i can choose which ones i can
0: there answer <laughs> there you go She okay the first one is how do you feel about the pranks that were pulled on you during the seasons how did Wendy's zoo make you feel? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what were your thoughts on all the noises and which one was your favorite?
2: Oh man. I'm telling y'all, <laughs> y'all ask for a favor. There's not, you hear all of this. I, I can't, if you could see my smile right now. <laughs> so, so the pranks I have, my phone is full of, uh, and really ever since I came back to pedal, you never knew, but uh, the, the girls would come in from, from class. Um, I I would, already be in the I would be in my office they would head back to the locker room and I never knew what I was going to walk into fellas when I walked into that locker room they may be they may not be there uh there's many a day I had to go looking for them uh we've had 22 kids piled in one stall in in the restroom before um you know they'll sneak outside they they may have a pyramid (laughs) built they one day they all had mustard bottles and it was you (laughs) know the mustard made me do it and oh, gosh, the pranks they would hide um, in the closet in my office. They would hide. Uh, it's just I can't tell you the pranks. They they were very good at pulling pranks. We actually had prank wars with the baseball team and they they didn't oh, know what great. hit them. And our girls yeah. got a hold of them. But uh, the zoo. So the zoo came about. I'm going to try to make this one quick. Uh, our, our team was pretty good at drumming. We, we, we had a, a drum line and. That's what we did during the games. You could kind of use it to, you know, get into the, the other team's head. Uh, you know, and it sounded pretty good. It, it fired our yeah. girls up. And, um, well, the day bo- that we were playing Oak Grove, uh, we were told that day at the at the plate meeting that as of that day, drumming was not allowed. Well, so oh, – wow. Of course, we, you know, it's Oak Grove and we're, you know, pedal Oak Grove. So we've, we're, we're certain that, that Oak Grove has turned us in for drumming, you know, and mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm just kidding. We knew it wasn't, uh, Coach Hornsby's great. And, uh, they were a little yeah. shocked as well because, because they enjoy it. You know, everybody likes to drum. Right. So I remember going back to the dugout and they were Even like, the okay. Astros. Uh, yes. Yeah. There All you right. go. Hey, <laughs> they won a world series. We want to say, Hey, there you
0: go. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, we, we won't. Oh,
0: um, uh, no, just-
2: but, uh, so they took the, the drums away and, and I remember the girls saying, well, what, what are we going to do? And, and that was one of our things, our vision, I, again, we could, we could go into a, a lot of different things, but on our vision board, one of the things we wanted, we went want, and, and one of our goals for, for our team was, was to have a super hype dugout for our dugout to be something that from start to finish. And so when you took the drumming away, they were trying to figure out what they were going to do. Well, lo and behold animal noises is what started coming oh, out of the dugout. Gosh. And it was every animal noise you could think of. But uh, BB asked what my favorite one was. And it was probably the mm. bird sound. caw It's is what they would. And you <laughs> never knew when they were going to yell it. And it was funny because no matter who we played, their mascot, uh, you know, I remember when we played Hancock, they thought that our our, our chicken head, we, the girls started bringing all kinds of, we had a dinosaur, we had a cow, we had chickens, we had roosters, we, we had, Every animal you could think of, and so oh, on. On the bus trip to Hancock, I actually had uh, from from one of the trick or treat at the Pete's years ago. I had a zookeeper costume, and so about halfway down the ride, they're going crazy. Old McDonald had a farm's playing, you know, over the speakers. And all of a sudden, I got up, and they thought I was about to, uh, you know, ask them to calm down, keep it down, whatever. And I had that zookeeper costume on, and you would have thought <laughs> that that bus was about to run off the road. It was, it was just, uh, it was just another great moment. But, uh,
0: but that the sounds zoo sounds amazing. Um,
2: and with the animals, you know, one one series we would be it'd be Noah's Ark, and, and so the animals were one. It would be the jungle, and we had the zoo, we had the farm. So the girls were just a great group of girls, and and it didn't matter what came our way, they, they they were able to overcome it with positivity and fun. One of our goals was to have fun, and they certainly always had fun, whether it was the pranks, the zoo, the animal noises. So, thanks, BB, for those questions. That's good stuff. They're
0: good questions. Very good. All right, well, um, I might ask a few more, and then I'll turn it over to Lane. So these are questions that I, that I kind of come up with. Um, what do you like most about softball? Pitching, defense, offense, or you, you kind of like all of it?
2: Oh, gosh, uh, I love the game of softball. I'll, I'll tell you, my my favorite part is the strategy. I love trying to uh, to outsmart <laughs> the other team and, and the strategy and figuring out what works best with, with with our girls so i guess defensively you can you can strategy comes into play with how you position yourself but offensively you know reading their defense and we're gonna drop a bunt here we're gonna slap it through we're you know Mm -hmm. we're we're gonna take till till we get a strike we're we're gonna go with the outside but strategy has always been my favorite part of the game as a player I, i mentioned earlier i love to run the bases so um I, I just wanted to, to be at that plate and whether it was a hit, dropping a bunt, get getting hit. That was my favorite signal to get uh, was just get hit by the ball. And uh, yeah. so I knew when I did that, I could, I, the next 60 feet was the most important thing to me. And uh, so I, I, I love it all. Um, you know, I love the one, nothing games. I, I love the, uh,
0: you know, the, the
2: 10, nine games, uh, mm-hmm. offense, defense. I just love the game of softball.
0: That's awesome. Well, what is it like seeing um, the ladies that you've coached, coached in the past grow up to be you know, great leaders of the community? Obviously, Shelly Flood, Crystal Beattie, Samantha Papp, just to name a few.
2: Uh, it's it's great to see uh, when other people can see what I saw when, when they were on the ball field as, as student athletes. All of those young ladies you just mentioned, Crystal and Shelly and, and Papp, along with hundreds of others Chuck. Mm-hmm. they're just if you're going to be a successful student athlete you are a leader uh you're, you're a leader in the classroom you're a leader in the community and and, and you're a leader on that field and if, if if you pray my motto has always been my coaching philosophy every time you have to submit that all the time and all these classes you do and it's two words and it's pursue excellence and if you'll pursue excellence no matter where you are um at your house, uh, in the gym, um, in the classroom, uh, you know, for us was big and in the community and then certainly on the ball field. And that's what these young ladies did day in and day out. And I was fortunate enough to be able to witness that. So to see them be successful in in, in the community and in their adult lives, that's no secret to me. And uh, I'm just mm-hmm. excited that everyone else uh, gets to see it as well.
0: Absolutely. And, and I know that this is a Southern Miss podcast, but uh, when I first met you, you were coaching a group of my friends who, you know, blessed my life personally in one way or another, like Jesse and Shelly and Leah, Kelly, Megan, oh Molly Joe, all of those girls. Right. That was a fun group of girls, too. They kind of remind me of the girls you're talking about that you had this year because they were always so goofy. So
2: they were. Oh. <laughs> what was it like
0: coaching that group?
2: Uh, there were a lot of sleepless nights with that group. <laughs> I can imagine. For sure. That, that Leah Kilpatrick, now she was... Right. Uh, she, she was one, but that, that entire group, they were fun. And you want to talk about pranks and I don't know if you know this, but Jesse has actually joined Shelly on the coaching staff at pedal. She
0: told me that yesterday.
2: And so let me tell you, those girls at pedal think they're good at pranks. Their world is about to be rocked. That was a very fun group. You know, every once in a while, um, God just says, Hey, we're going to give this one a little bit extra. And, and that no team nice. that you're talking about, <laughs> had a lot of uh, extra. That, they they had a lot of extra for sure
0: <laughs> for sure absolutely well uh you, you know you had the honor of being named coach of the year you won state titles you were na- nationally ranked for a majority of your career at Cary but I know that one of the things that you're probably most proud of is being a top 10 scholar school for like seven years in a row wasn't it uh,
2: well yeah and that was oh. um it, that was because that was the last seven years at Cary and the mm-hmm. first three it's simply because um we didn't. We didn't know we could apply for that. Uh, so once once we saw that, and once we saw that that w- that was an award, we we just want to be. And again, I, I'm not trying to be cocky. We just wanted to be. We wanted to be the best. We we wanted to mm-hmm. pursue excellence, and and not just the best on campus at William Carey, but the best in the country. Same thing at Southern Miss. Uh, you know, we said it there. We won the um the the GPA award uh, a couple of different years at at Southern Miss, and that was just. Because again, if you, you can't just show up on the ball field and, and be a winner. If you don't practice competing and practice winning right. in every single aspect of your life, then it's not going to show up when, when Marshall's in the other dugout or when mm-hmm. UAB is over there, or when you're, you know, you, Pat Murphy and, 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 the tide is, is, is across the field. you got to practice in every single thing. And that is, and student comes before athlete. I've, I've said it once, I've said it yes. a million times. And uh, if you can't get it done in the classroom, there's been many a day that, that I sent girls. uh, I I remember one vividly right now looking at me in the face at at, uh, Southern Miss. And she said, you're not going to let me practice. And I said, no, you, you've got another hour and 15 minutes in study hall and and you mm-hmm. but coach we play tomorrow. We we've got a conference. I said, no, if, if you can't get it done. And that, so she, she was a very, uh, she was a major player for us. Uh, but she, she was excused from practice that day because uh, you can't just, you can't just say it, uh, you know, um, Right. Their education is the most important thing. These memories that we're making and, and the games that we're winning, nobody's going to remember those scores, um, you know, 20, 30 years from now. But that education right. that you're getting and, and all that's that's super important. And so that was um, one of my goals was to always be number one on the field, uh, number one in the community, and number one in, in the classroom. And I tell you what, if you want to know the secret, that's how Bill McGillis Taught me into it because he that yeah. was his motto. I don't know if you remember the three W's went in the classroom, went in the community, and went on the playing field. And that Love aligned it. perfectly with, uh, with with my life mission. And um, so, and, and so, yeah, that was exciting. That that was just another way that, that we could be the best. So at Carrie, uh, at, at at Southern Miss, and then at Pedal this year, we, we had the highest. Every um, this year, I was the uh, athletic director, and every sport at Petal high school was a scholar team but the top scholar awesome. team was, was the softball team so uh so, so that was exciting and, and it's just a challenge kids are going to step up they're going to do whatever you you challenge them to do kids want to win and, and they mm-hmm. and they want to they want to please you and that's just something that we focused on was getting it done in the classroom
0: iron sharpens iron
2: that's it Yep, that's been a motto throughout yep. these 25 years
0: <laughs> yeah. well i've got two more questions i'll turn it over to lane so, okay. you know, I, I guess for lack of a better word, you've had a great supporting cast, Ron, you know, whether it's been Coach Neelis or Shelly or, um, but what's it like? And I, I'd love to give you time to talk about Coach Neelis because she's very important to Southern Miss softball and Southern Miss period. But um, what's it, you know, Mackenzie Share, who's another mutual friend of ours. What's it like seeing her have a head coaching spot at Southeastern now?
2: Well, Mackenzie is—I'll um, I- tell you—those first couple of years at Southern Miss, um, you know, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, but Mackenzie Share was my saving grace for sure. Yeah. She uh, she kind of held that team together between coaches, between the the, the previous coaching staff and, and myself coming in. Mm-hmm. We um, and, and she she is a special special individual in my life uh as most of the players and, and assistants are but mackenzie's uh, a little different and to see her um move on and coach you know she's been the head coach at union university union, i actually had mm-hmm. a player from um from pedal who who committed to go play and sign and we'll be at union in the fall so it was it kind of hurt a little bit to see Mac leave, but but I understand, you know, right. been been in that same position before. I'm excited that she's a little closer to home. Uh, her family has always been super important to her. And uh, Mac does a great job. She does it the right way. She cares about those kids. She works hard. Uh, she doesn't ask them to do anything she wouldn't do herself. And right. uh, so it's exciting to see her lead, lead the program. I'm, ex- I'm more excited for the young ladies under her leadership that, mm. than I am for Mac.
0: For sure. Absolutely.
2: And, uh, and, and you talked about coach Nealus uh, when I, when I took the job at Southern miss um, again, that, that Southern miss has never been a, a bad softball program. Never. Yeah. Um, but if you'll remember the the glory days were, were early on, uh, Courtney blades and, and Amy mm-hmm. Berman, Lou Harris and, and all that. Well, coach Nealis came along right after that and, and, and coach with McNutt and, and Cindy Willie and, uh, So she was a part of Southern Miss softball when Southern Miss was, was at its finest. So I knew when I got there, she was actually also a a student coach uh, on for me at Jones uh, junior college. When I was there, she was, she was our student coach. So I knew coach Nealus from that, uh, from my time at Jones. And then um, she went on to coach at Southern Miss, but um, I, I want to be surrounded by winners. You know, you don't, you don't mm. want to be surrounded by people that, that, you know, more than them. Uh, you, you, you want someone who's been there. You got, you got to learn from someone. And, and so I think there's, there's, I could tell you this, this would be a, a whole nother podcast, but I could tell you a formula for building a successful staff uh, for, for, for winning a championship. There's a lot of different things that I've learned throughout the years. But number one is you better have a veteran who, who's been there and uh, so Laurie Needless was that person at Southern Miss. Um, she was our, our tie. She was our connection. I told you about how difficult it was to mm-hmm. uh, to, to form relationships and, and to kind of talk with faculty and, and staff. J- j- just simply do not because people were hard to talk to, but because of the the stipulations in place by the NCAA. And, and Laurie was that bridge for Coach Needless was. She was uh, she's a calm voice. Uh she she's, is. She, she's a caring soul. She takes care of those, th- those players. She, she took care of me. She took care of our coaching staff. And so she w- it was very important to me that I reach out to her. And when she agreed to volunteer uh, with us uh, for those few years, I, w- I was elated and and, and was, was glad to have her as part of that, that program. Karen Arnold, when I came back from pedal, Karen Arnold was, was, was that person that I had to reach out to. Uh, she she was that veteran. She was that legend of, of pedal softball. And I felt like our, our staff needed that. Uh, I needed that. Um, and so um, I, I always feel like you've got to have those those special coaches who have been there, who who probably know a little more than you do, probably know a lot. They've probably forgotten <laughs> more than, than <laughs> I'll ever yeah. learn. So uh, we were excited right. to have Coach Needless and certainly Coach Arnold as well.
0: That's awesome. Well, all right, I think Lane's got a couple of questions for you, so I'll turn it over to Lane, man. Take off, Lane.
1: Wake up, Lane. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> all right, Coach Hogue, uh, what was your most memorable game at Southern Miss? Can you walk us through the most memorable
2: game you have? You know I can. You know I can. <laughs> um uh, but now choosing the most memorable, uh, I, I've got two things that immediately come to my mind when you say that. One was a doubleheader. We we played at ULL. It wasn't meant to be a doubleheader, but it was a tournament. Um, it, it was we, we were playing ULL. They were ranked number 11, uh, 11th in the country. Mike Lotif was there. They were coming off the World Series. Appearance. They were just a really, really good softball team and uh so i remember before the game uh we you know we had had a pretty good series we played at mcneese uh the night before swung the bats well but came up short uh won a couple games maybe beat ball state uh in the ull tournament but then it was time to run into to ull and uh and for whatever reason they chose to play us twice on, on that last day so um, we were, we were down, uh, late in the game, Samantha Pout, who, who was a recent guest on, on your podcast. She hit a go ahead home run and, um, and, and just the place went crazy. I don't know if you've ever heard her mom cheer, but if you have, you'll never forget that voice. Oh uh, yeah. That's her kid. That's, uh, that's my 30. <laughs> that's my kid. So when Samantha hit that home run, uh, Laura can Bueh, make some noise. Man. She can, she can, she can <laughs> love that Pout family uh so anyway so game one was pretty exciting zillian johnson came in she closed the game for us it, it was great um and i remember afterwards everybody was so excited because we had just beat the 11th ranked team in, in the country and uh you know Lotif was pretty upset we were about to turn around and play them again and bailey stokes the catcher that we've already mentioned in the podcast um we we talked about she said hey you know what you know how we could absolutely shock the world, and and I remember a couple people said, you know, uh, hey, we just did, we just did, and she said, no, 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 let's do it again. And right. when she said let's do it again, there was no doubt we were about to do it again. And uh, and, and we did, and it was a uh, it, it was a super again. I, I don't remember the score, but I remember uh, we because it was a tournament, and because of the way it went, we were actually hitting in the bottom. And uh, it, it was the bottom of the seventh. Um, ULL was up. We, we had um, a couple of errors had, had given them the lead. And uh, they were up and uh, they were up by one. And uh, we, we got a kid is on first base. They think we have no outs. They think we're I mean, I, I, I'm old school. I'm by the book. I manufacture the runs. You know, we're down by one. And um, I, I gave a bunt sign. And, and then all of a sudden, I thought, Lord, please be a ball. Please be a ball. Because as soon as Selena Strata squared around, I thought, oh, we should swing. We should swing. Well, it was a ball. So then the next pitch, um, I. I, I i gave her the swing sign and they thought it was going to be a bunt and let me tell you they piped the ball couldn't have been any prettier down the middle she <laughs> swung the ball left the park and i I'll, josh west was on the call he traveled with us for whatever reason that that weekend and it was amazing every once in a while i run into that video and uh so for S- selena so you can just hear the commentator and he says uh looks like she squares around looks like it could Nope, nope, she's not bunting, she's not bunting. The ball leaves the park, and they—you could just ULL before Selena rounds the bases. They're—they're they're already walking off the field with their heads hung down. It was that—that that was super exciting. So that was not only did we shock the world, but we, we did it twice. And—and uh, and that was when they realized, hey, we can do this. I don't know if you remember, but that year we—we we, we actually won um the West in, in Conference USA, and uh, so that was a pretty special season. The other game that I remember that has got to be my favorite, uh, anytime you play Ole Miss or Mississippi State, those in-state rivalries were big. And uh, we were up 1-0, bottom of the seventh at Southern Miss. Sammy Robles was in the circle. Uh, Ole Miss got a a leadoff uh, runner on. Uh, They bunted her to second base uh, with one out. She stole third. And um, Mike Smith, simply because I had coached against him in the NAIA, I I knew his – his 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 mo. I knew what he was about to do. I knew a squeeze bump was coming, and uh, we were the, the kid popped the bun up. We were able to catch the the pop up, threw the kid out at, at third base, and uh, and won the game one to nothing. And to see they were actually ranked at that time too. And to see them just deflate, it was just like a balloon that uh, it wasn't slowly the air was leaving. It was just immediately it was <laughs> deflated. So for Southern Miss to, to to beat Ole Miss, and that was my first year at Southern Miss. So that was. Uh, that, that's two that I will, uh, that, that rank up there. There was a lot of good ones, but those were, were two of my favorites for sure.
1: That's awesome. And then, uh, so I want to get into some, I guess, more coaching clinic-y questions here. Um, you know, they say a a team is a reflection of their coach. What did you want your team to reflect year in and year out? What was the thing you wanted them to reflect, I guess, from you?
2: Mm. I wanted to. This is kind of selfish. I wanted to be the classy team that would absolutely beat your eyeballs out. I, I wanted to be the team that was going to be competitive and, and be gritty, but that that you couldn't help but congratulate afterwards because we did it the right way. Um, I, um, I I wanted to be the team that um, it, we wanted to eliminate mistakes, but if you made them, it, it wasn't the mistake. I wanted to be the team that that was known for bouncing back. And, and not allowing those mistakes to snowball. I, I just wanted to do it the right way. Um, I never wanted to cheer against another team. I always wanted our, our dugout to be loud, crazy, and, and in the game, but f- toward our players and, and not the other team. Um, man, we, we we could go on for hours. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just wanted to be that classy team. Uh, you know, um, th- there's a quote. Uh, I'm terrible. I can remember all these quotes, but never verbatim. But there's one that says, "Compete until your haters brag; they know you." And uh, and and that's what I wanted to do. I just I just wanted to compete until they, you know, that was we were the team that they were talking about.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And then the next one, this is going to be one you could probably do an entire podcast on, mm. but it's kind of a three part one here. I'm just going to ask it to you, and you know, just kind of give us your. I guess your best answer here, we could probably go an entire podcast on this, but when building a, off when building a program, uh, what were some key steps that you that you knew you had to do as you were going into a program? And then when were the moments that you felt the program start to turn? And then obviously you've won some uh some, you know, you've won sides of the conference, you won a state title. When were the moments that you realized this is the team that's going to bring home some hardware by the end of this thing.
2: Mm. Gosh. Um, Well, the things that you've got to have uh, to have a successful team, uh, hard work, you got to have trust. Um, I'll tell you coach to coach lane, you you better value the person over athlete, Um, especially with females. And I think it's that way with males too. If they know you care about them as a person, then they will do whatever you ask of them. Uh, when it comes to being an athlete, they'll work hard in that weight room. They'll, they'll, the classroom, they'll get it done because they know you care about them as a person. So person over athlete is first and foremost. And uh, and if you can get to where they, they, they 100% believe that, then, then that's, that's when, you know, you, you've got something special right there. The years that I knew that, that, that we were going to win and, and the, that's been more than not i'll tell you that um it's it's when those kids believe in each other uh and, and they believe in the staff and they know that the staff believes in them so a uh, person over athlete and you you must you must lip service they can see right through it and uh there there's been years when it you know when there's been a lot of lip service from from teammates and uh, as well as coaches but when it, when it's for real um you got a chance to do something special
1: awesome well, I got two more questions for you, and we'll be—I'll be done over here. All so, right. Uh, what's been the most rewarding part of being a coach for you? Uh,
2: relationships, relationships. Seeing those kids, every name that you've mentioned, I can't—I can't help but smile, and I can remember memories and and just the opportunity to be a part of their lives, to be a part of their. Their lives as a student to be most of them as, as campers early on, whether it's recruits or as as players. And then seeing them as, as adults, um, the relationships or have, have been. That's what it's all about.
1: Awesome. And then my last one is this. Uh, so you pretty much lived out. The biggest dream I think I could imagine, which would be winning a championship while coaching your child <laughs> and your child's team. Like, I'm just gonna say, if I ever coach Mason Brady and we win a state championship, I'm probably done coaching forever because I've eclipsed what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I just, I, I, I want to know, I guess, what was that like? Could you describe I, I'm pretty sure it's indescribable but could you describe some of the emotions you had just seeing your daughter her friends, her teammates win a state championship and you knew you were there and you were you were coaching them en route to do that could you describe some of the emotions you guys had or just describe um, that journey
2: i can i don't know that i can adequately adequately describe it but but i can tell you a little bit about it it um that that group well, first of all, Kinley Grace is, is the reason I mean that she she's why I left Division One softball. Uh you know, I I told you Kinley and Keaton. So the opportunity to to go back and, and watch her play, whether they ever won a ball game or, or not, that's that that was a phenomenal experience. The opportunity to coach her, uh as well as that talented group of 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 young ladies, um I will forever be grateful for the good Lord for allowing me to do that. When 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 Kelly was 10 years old, uh, I was actually still it was my last year at, at William Carey. Um, but the, the league here, we we live in Perry County, we live in Town, and the league didn't make in, in Town, So we were we were able to take her over to pedal. Well, Eric was, my husband, um, and so she she played in that league in, in pedal. And she played with, and, and I just remember, pray, she wanted so badly to make that all-star team. And Kelly's, she's pretty talented. Um, I knew that, but, uh, you know, you want to make sure everybody else does too. And uh, I, I knew she had the work ethic. I knew she had the knowledge. So at 10 years old, she made that all-star team. And there was a picture that came up on my time hop um, j- just a few weeks ago. And there were, there were nine kids in that picture. And seven of the nine kids were our seven seniors from pedal this year. And, wow. uh so, just the fact so the league didn't make and when I talk about God's providence, guys, it-, it is so real. The league didn't make that she wanted to play, and so then we went to pedal, knew we had to kind of uh, you know go somewhere we were uncomfortable, she you know, she had to kind of. And it was just that group of girls has been so special and, and just kind of kept up with them. A lot of them played some some travel ball together throughout the summers. They always came to camps. They they came uh, that year to camp at William Carey. They came at Southern Miss every year. So to see them grow and to see them uh, progress throughout the years and then to have an opportunity to go back. I knew that group was special. And uh, when 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 Andy Scoggin, uh, he was the assistant superintendent. He's now the, the superintendent at Clinton. Uh, schools, but uh, when when he called and said, "Hey, don't tell me no," but 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 I got something I want to talk to you about, and I didn't know where I was going from Southern Miss, but I knew it was time to spend time with with my kids, and um, so the opportunity to go back to Pedal and not only to go and and and, and be a part of watching Kinley play, but to coach her, COVID year that first year, uh, the next year their junior year, we had a pretty special season. Uh, got cut short in the third round. And then just to know that we had what it took to, to, to win a state championship, there's a lot of things that have got to go right there. And there's, there's even a lot of luck that's got to be involved in that. But, uh, that group from, from day one, uh, they, they had set it in their mind on you because their sophomore year, uh, I, their vision boards and, and their goals, and, and they got more specific every single year. And then, um, so this year, to be in the dugout with with Kenley Grace on there to watch her be able to, you know, the Northwest ranking game, she she hit the home run. We won one to nothing. She sat back on a change up. She struggles with a change up a little bit. So for her to be there to to be able to to see her uh, overcome, um, you know, all the tough times to go through the highs to go through the lows to see her get walk offs, see her make plays, to see her you know boot the ball and then, and and then learn that you don't have to do it by yourself. That teammates are going to pick you up. But um it it was it was so special. And then the state championship, she just she really kind of um she kind of turned it on uh, those last two series, South State and State, and, and to watch her and, and, and the rest of those young ladies compete at the level in which they did. And for her, you know, as a parent, you want so much for your kids to do well. And um I happen to have 22 kids on that team this year, but but I had one that was my flesh and blood. And and so to see her be not you can you never satisfy but to see her just actually realize hey hey, we did it I I gave everything I I had we did all we could do and and it was enough and you know we won and and into I remember running to the huddle I, I remember running and and uh running for Natalie, running for Riley. And then when those two hugged each other, I just remember I, where's Kenley, where's Kenley finding Kenley and in that huddle, just kind of, kind of pushing through a hug here and there. And when I was finally able to embrace Kenley, she and I, I, I don't know how long it was, but it, it, it was very special. And that's, that's a moment I'll never forget. Um I have that picture um and it'll go up in, in my office, but uh, that was, she's, she's a special young lady. And uh I, Again, I don't know why the Lord saw fit to bless, uh, me and Eric with her, but, but I'm, I'm sure glad he did. And I look forward to watching her these next four years at William Carey.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you coach for, uh,
2: sharing all that with us. That's all the questions
1: I've got. Chuck, you got any others? Well,
0: um, it's not really a question more as a, you know, you kind of, anybody that knows you knows how important your faith is, uh. Do you want to kind of touch on that? Give, give our listeners like a little encouragement word.
2: Well, I, I just want to say that again. Softball is is not necessarily a passion, uh, but it's my platform. My passion is is my faith and, and my family. And uh, when I was twelve years old, uh, I knew that that Jesus Christ died for me, and I knew that I wanted to live for Him. And uh, and so that's my commitment um, every day. I, I, I don't do a very good job of it. I, I fall so short. But I, I do know that it's by his grace and, and mercy that, that we're able to uh, to wake up in the morning and, and to do things that, that we, we love to do. And that is one thing that I will never cease to do is to give God the glory uh, in, in anything. And, um, you know, um, throughout coaching, sports, season, just in life, uh, there's so many, t- you know, comfort is probably our greatest addiction. And uh there's been so many times that uh you know i didn't didn't necessarily want to leave pedal because I was comfortable there didn't want to leave William Carey because I was comfortable there. Southern miss we had some good things going uh so so many times you you want to get out of your comfort zone uh, but I just remember um thinking you know where would we be had Jesus not left his comfort zone you know and uh so it's uh that that's just the inspiration to uh to get up and and get after it and and to pursue excellence. And, uh, so I, I just want to encourage you, um, no matter what you're going through, you know, the, the rains are going to come, uh, the, the streams are going to rise, the, the, the wind's going to blow and beat against that house. But if you've got your foundation on the rock, then everything's going to be just fine.
0: Hey, Amen. I love it. And I, and I'm, I'm seeing it now. You, you got a, uh, at least the devotion book coming out, you know, uh, <laughs> Look, Jesus is my passion. sawball is my platform. That's, that's a good title. I love it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody's going to have to write it because I don't know that I've got <laughs> time to do <laughs> yeah.
0: when, you re- when you retire, retire, you can write it.
2: That's so right. Retire, on. retire. Yeah, Ten yeah. Years, retire. Ten years. yeah.
0: Well, Coach, we appreciate you coming on so much. Thank you for giving us some time and answering uh, our questions and the listener questions. And uh, we hope to hear from you again soon. Feel free to come on and talk softball with us when season kicks off.
2: All right. It- it's fun. I've enjoyed it, fellas. Thank you so Absolutely. much for having me on. Yeah. I've
0: enjoyed All right, it, so- thank y'all so much for listening to Everyday Eagle Podcast, and a special thanks to Pete Thacker for making us sound and look good. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. To the top. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Everyday Eagles Podcast. For Southern Miss fans, by Southern Miss fans. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit everydayeaglespodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Everyday Eagles Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast.